Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtless. This show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's broadcast out of Monticello, Maine in the beautiful Arista County. It's also heard on IPMNation.org in the uh, Saturday afternoons, I think at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This particular show comes out of Concord, New Hampshire. It's a 24-hour online uh, news service. You can also listen to the show on YouTube. What we do is we don't we don't simulcast live, but we will download the MP3 format and convert it to a YouTube video. And we have many of our shows archived on the Camp Constitution YouTube channel. Uh, this show is brought to you by Camp Constitution which, among other things, hosts a week-long, week-and-a-day-long family camp. Next year's camp starts uh, July 2nd, a Sunday afternoon, and ends July 9th, Sunday morning. And the camp is held at the uh, beautiful Toe Christian Retreat Center in Ringe, New Hampshire, which is in the southwest corner of the state. We've got some, uh, some great, exciting things going on, planned, already planned for that week including uh, Larry Pratt. He's the head of Gun Owners of America. He'll be there for hopefully a day or two. And this is Chris Ann Hall. Uh, she's, um, this, will be her, this will be her fourth time, the fourth year at camp. And we will hopefully be t- touring the Uncle Sam house on July 4th, the boyhood home of Sam Wilson. What, other, what better place to be on July 4th? And we have some fun things lined up, too, for entertainment. We're going to have the... Uh, Flying Frisbee Dogs, uh, July 4th. Come, the gentleman uh, I met at a uh, Cheshire Fair a couple of years ago. He's going to bring his you know, crew of uh, dogs and quite quite entertaining. So learn more about us on campconstitution.net. You'll also see the um, Sam Blumenfeld archive. The archive uh, is uh, the writings and works and recordings, speeches, lectures of the late Sam Blumenfeld, and what you could uh, probably the highlight of the archive is Sam's Alpha Phonics, where you can use it's a workbook in a PDF format where you can teach people how to read. And not only is the workbook there, and there's 128 lessons that are both in audio and video that Sam did a few years ago, oh, four or five years ago. Thanks to Bill McNally of the Sam Blumenfeld Literacy Foundation. Well, this is uh, in a very bit. It's been a very interesting election, presidential election uh, season. Uh, once the two candidates for both major parties were uh, kind of chosen after the conventions, Donald uh, J. Trump and Hillary Rodham Clinton, 
And you also have some what you'd call minor parties. You have Gary Johnson, libertarian candidate for president, and his vice president, Bill Weld. And then you have Jill Stein of the Green Party. And you also have the Constitution Party. And, and that's, uh, I think, uh, so there's, there's uh, the minor parties. And some people are not too crazy about both major candidates. And I get that. I can understand that. But we have to understand that um, well, all presidential elections are important. We also have to realize that the president is not the most powerful person in the world. And if Congress was doing its job, whoever, whoever who becomes president shouldn't be that, uh, of that great concern. But probably over the last 100 years, little by little, Congress has been slowly giving its power, its duties, to the office, the executive branch. Now, uh, when you watch these debates, uh, either during the primary or uh, between um, Clinton and Trump, you very seldom hear anything about a job description of president. I'll hear people, well, he, he doesn't look presidential, or she doesn't look presidential, or this and that. But you say, well, what exactly? Ask the average person out there, what is the job description? And where do we find it? Well, folks, let me answer that. It's a very simple answer. It's found in the Constitution of the United States of America. And most specifically, Article 2. And it, people would be surprised to learn that the president has few duties and powers. And I'm going to read them. because It won't take long. It's, you'll find this in Section 2. And you can make notes of this. And in fact, pull out your own Constitution and look for it. The president shall be commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and the militia of the several states when called into actual service of the United States. We really don't have a militia in the strict sense. We have something called a National Guard, which it's been um, a de facto uh, replacement, but that's another topic which we actually have discussed. Um, he may require the opinion and writing of the principal officer in each of the executive departments. Upon him, in fact, in those days, there weren't that many. Upon subjects relating to the duties of their respective offices. And he shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. Okay, not too many so far. He shall have power by, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties provided two-thirds of the senators, pre senators present concur and he shall nominate, and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, shall appoint ambassadors, other public ministers and councils, judges of the Supreme Court, and all other offices of the United States, whose appointments are not herein otherwise prohibited, for and which shall be established by law. But the Congress may, by law, vest the appointment of such inferior offices as they think proper in the President alone in the courts of law or the heads of departments. The president shall have power to fill up all vacancies that may happen during the recess of the Senate by granting commissions which shall expire at the end of their next session. And so, for example, if the Secretary of State uh, re resigns, he, uh, the president can appoint an, sort of an acting um, Secretary of State until the Senate um, come back, comes back, and, uh, and then at that point they would vote on whether or not, you know, vote on it. Section Article 2, Section 3. He shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the State of the Union. And this is usually done 
in what mid to late January of every year. Um, and he shall judge necessarily and expedient. He may on, extra, on extraordinary occasions convene both houses or each, each either of them, and in case of disagreement between them, with respect to the time of adjournment. He may adjourn them to such time as he shall think proper. He shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. This is probably the most important duty he has, to make sure that the laws are properly executed, uh, faithfully executed, and shall commission all the offices of the United States. Uh, and uh, Section 4 goes into the impeachment. The other power he has, which you'll find in Article 1, Section 7, is to approve of the laws coming out of Congress. And uh, he, can, he can either veto the, the bill, the law, or the bill becomes a law once he signs it. And, uh, and if he does uh, veto it, it can be overturned by two-thirds of the House and Senate. So you see, that's his job description. That's it. Doesn't sound like much. I'm, I would imagine if you ask the average person uh, what his job description is. Actually, it's kind of interesting, too. It says he. So I'm wondering if Hillary Clinton under this Constitution is constitutionally ineligible unless the he is more of a generic. That should be interesting. So anyway, um, let's see. Uh, we are going to be very busy with Camp Constitution, and um, we've got a lot of things coming up. We've we've started, we've created a Speakers Bureau, and right now we just have a handful of people on that bureau. You can go to the website and see who is available. We're going to be adding to that, and what we want to do is we want to make these speakers available to anybody, really anywhere in the world, I would think mostly in the, say, the Northeast, Midwest, South, hopefully uh Central uh, Mountain and Pacific parts of this country. Uh, we have Earl Wallace, uh, Reverend Stevie Kraft, Dr. Kishore, and myself. We're going to be adding to some. Some of the speakers we'll be adding may be limited to their availability if they're working a regular job or have a business to maybe weekends or you know uh, case by case basis. Oh uh, yes, we also added Tom Deweese. And what what we're doing is when we don't have a big bureaucracy. We're not going to have um, uh, all kinds of uh, red tape in order to book a speaker. By looking at you, know, you contact the speaker and make arrangements. If you're interested in one of the speakers, um, you know you call call that say I'm interested in having Reverend Kraft talk about race and politics, and you know call him and say, look, this is what we're gonna, this is what I, uh, this is what we'll pay you. This is what will cover your expenses. We'll give you an honorarium. You can sell your books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then uh, the speaker will give basically the camp a finder's fee. So it's it's really just to um, get more people uh, involved and get a lot of a lot of organizations are looking to have speakers, and um, you know we um, we want to make that available. We also will be doing our own speaking engagements, and uh, we have some things lined up. Uh, Next, uh, actually, later on this month in October, in Greater Boston, Massachusetts, we're going to have Dr. Duke Pesta, who's an expert on Common Core. Just go to YouTube and put in Duke Pesta Common Core, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But he's going to be speaking Friday, October 28th, in Weymouth, Massachusetts. That's in the South Shore at 1230. 
at the uh, Hearth and Kettle Restaurant, 151 Main Street. And by the way, all of these events should be posted on the the um, Facebook page, Camp Constitution, Camp Constitution's face, Facebook page. So you can see the, more, the details. This event, um, all these events are free admission. This will be a, a luncheon type meeting. No, um, just order off the menu. We would like a, a um, an RSVP, but not, that's not necessary. Then on Saturday, the 29th of um, October at one o'clock. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, also on the 28th, they'll be speaking in Wilbraham, Massachusetts, which is near Springfield, and that event will be taking place at the Wilbraham High School. And let me just. Um, there will be a seven o'clock. And if you're inter in interested in uh, that one, you can call Dan Alley at 413-455-6186. And that will be, let me let me just give you the details here. Let's go. Okay, it's going to be at the Minnechog, M-I-N-N-E-C-H-A-U-G, Regional High School Auditorium, Wilbraham, Massachusetts, at 621 Main Street. And... Um, in Wilbraham, which is just outside of Springfield. Then on Saturday at 1 o'clock, Mattapan, Massachusetts, that's a section of Boston, at the Mattapan Library. And that will be, um, that's on Blue Hill Avenue, just a little bit north of Mattapan Square on the right. I don't have the exact street number, but it's easy to get to. And then on Sunday, that would be October 30th. He will be speaking at the Toa Nippi Christian Retreat Center. That's where our camp is held. And it will be at 3 p.m. And uh, that is on, on Old Ashburnham Road in Ringe, New Hampshire, a 3 o'clock meeting. And you can just give me a call or just show up if you live in the area. My number is 857-498. 1309 and again it's all these are free admission we're going to be of course passing the hat and in November we are actually come, uh, going up to Maine and we'll be uh, up uh, up in the Arista County area we're going to have uh, two speakers on this at uh, this event it's going to be our uh, camp, camp constitution's Reverend Kraft and Dr. Kishore we're calling this these engagements um, the drug card and the race card, a deadly hand. And Dr. Kishore will be giving these. These will be about 30 to 35 minutes each. All of these meetings are in the evening, so we don't want to go long, you know, oh, I should say except for Saturday. It will be a Saturday morning engagement. Um, but that's going to, we're going to start off at the Saco Library in Saco, Maine, or the Dwyer Library. That will be November 16th at 6.30. We've got to do it a little bit early because the library closes at 8. We have to be out of there promptly. And that's also on Main Street, the Dyer Library, right next to the uh, the Historical Society. And then on, uh, we haven't booked the 17th yet, but we're, we plan to be in Lincoln, Maine. We've, uh, we usually use the American Legion uh, up there, the VFW, I'm not sure which one. So that's to be to be determined. But then on the 18th, we're going to be, this will be Friday, November 18th, um, in Holton, Maine. And Holton, of course, is where Route 95, Interstate 95, ends, the northern terminal. 
It's going to be at uh, Tang's Chinese Casino at uh, 60 North Street. That's also Route 1. If you're up heading up 95, get, get off the, the first Holton exit, and it's just a short distance on the right. And yeah, another place where you order off the menu. And then uh, Saturday morning at 9 o'clock in Presque Isle, 350 Main Street, uh, the uh, oh, the governor's restaurant, and that will be a breakfast meeting. You show up, order off the menu. And we're really excited about that. We had an incredible good time uh, just a few weeks ago on a press conference in the state capital of Augusta with Reverend Kraft talking about uh, race and the drug issue. And it seems to be that the people on the left in Maine, I'm not saying all the people on the left, but especially the media, I think they're, they'd rather see people uh, die of the drug issue and the governor leave. They have more hatred for the governor, it seems, than they do in uh, the hatred of the, the drug the drug plague, the, uh, the addiction, because they're just going after him viciously. And it's interesting, too, the, the, these progressive freethinker types are supposed to be anti-establishment, but you'll see that they're doing the bidding of the, of the drug cartels or the, uh, the, the drug, I call it the medical mafia. Now, what do I mean by that? I've discussed this before. Well, big pharma and big government work together. In fact, the late uh, Reverend Rush Dooney, the great uh, Calvinist theologian, said that organized crime cannot exist without government's complacency or involvement. The same thing with uh, these big... And when I say a corporation, I don't mean a small entity struggling. Of course, the word corporation simply means a body, an entity. Uh, But we're talking about billions of dollars of these huge multinational drug companies that make a lot of money off addiction. It's quite profitable to keep people hooked. And it's also profitable to try to get them unhooked. So on one hand, big farmer and, and half the people that are, are addicted in this country are addicted to uh, prescription drugs, or close to half. The other half, of course, the illegal stuff that's coming in this country, and it seems to, they don't seem to have any great desire to stop it from coming in. But you have to stop the demand, and that's, that's the critical thing, too. So uh, big farmer decides that uh, methadone will be methadone and suboxone, whether it be the two drugs that they decide to use to treat addicts and nothing else that's about it and if you don't subscribe to the use of methadone and suboxone you are a pariah and you will be destroyed and uh, and that's what happens and i could give another example of how how the, the so-called progressives always side with big business even though they claim to be against it this is unrelated to the drug issue but um but it's a, a agenda 21 issue in new london Oh, this was about oh, over 10 years ago. A uh, big drug company was uh, was going to expand in New London, and they took a bunch of property by eminent domain. Well, wait a minute now. Eminent domain is not supposed to be for private entities. It's supposed to be for public entities, uh, you know, government entities. And the purpose would be to be a build a road or something like that, and the people would be compensated for the land. But so U.S. Supreme Court, and the progressives all went in favor of Big Farmer. And they said that this is legitimate because it's going to increase the tax base of New London, and therefore uh, it's okay to take the property of people by force. And it was called the Kilo case, K-I, no pun intended with the drug issue. That was Suzette Kilo, who there was a few others that didn't want to sell. And the drug company never built. They're, uh, they're, they're expanding their program there, their, 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 their company, 
And today, that land they, they got by eminent domain is basically a brownfield. Um, but big government wins in the Supreme Court. All the so-called progressives, the Supreme Court went along with big farmers. So um, I think you'd be very interested in listening, uh, hearing these people. Uh, and these, this presentation is available in other parts of the country. Again, you just have to give us, give us a heads up, uh, and we'll be happy to um, make this available. Um, now we also we've been pretty busy um, some of you may have heard the show about a month or maybe two months ago where um, I used to be a full-time employee of a an organization and I was given an ultimatum to leave or leave the camp program or leave this entity and I thought it was unjustified but nevertheless I I couldn't uh, couldn't do couldn't do what they asked I won't go into the details but well, right now we're trying to create a full-time position for me as a Camp Constitution Director, and we're about 25% of the way there. We have to be able to justify our salary. I wish I could do it free of charge, but I get a raise of I get a family to feed and you know um, and expenses. And I I would believe that most of the within a short time, a lot of these uh, anyone who's making a donation, some of this will within a short time sort of pay for itself. And let me give you an example. Uh, we had a we were invited uh, actually by a, a family that attends the camp, and um, they live in Hyde Park, New York, or they, they they go to a church, or I should say we they use the church in Hyde Park, New York, uh, to host an all-day program. This this would be Friday, October, let's see, October 14th, uh, and I was I gave four presentations, and Reverend Stevie Kraft gave one presentation. And they showed a couple of DVDs. It was a long day, but it was a great day. We didn't have a huge turnout, and it was almost like a day of camp. Uh, but we had a lot of homeschoolers there, about 45 to 50 uh, homeschoolers and their parents. And a lot of these people are very new to us and, new, and for learning about our camp for the first time. And I was very impressed by the caliber, not just of the young people, but the adults. And we, um, we um, let's see what we did. The overview of our world video was shown. That's a half-hour presentation. And then I spoke on um, the con – no, I gave an introduction to the Constitution or Know Your Constitution, gave copies of the Constitution to everybody. Uh, and I discussed it, went over that 10-question quiz, which uh, I've used on previous shows, so the quiz that we use at these fairs or homeschool shows, sort of an outreach, get people to the table, take the quiz, get a free Constitution. And – and then we had a um, the Reverend Kraft did his presentation on morality and freedom. Uh, they showed um, Chris Ann Hall her presentation. I think it was called what was it called? It was on the Constitution and Declaration, uh, the roots the roots of the Constitution. She went into the history of England and the various things that happened in England that influenced our founding fathers, the Magna Carta, the English Bill of Rights. That was that's on YouTube, and they showed the video that from the YouTube. Um, and then I gave a presentation on threats to the Constitution, which uh, I think I did one that may already be on our Camp Constitution YouTube channel. And then I gave let's see, I gave a presentation that evening on Agenda 21, and I haven't done it. Oh, I also gave a presentation on Camp Constitution, sort of the history and the goals of Camp Constitution. I did a similar one in Marlboro, Massachusetts, back in May, which a fundraiser 
So you can see that we're going to be posting some of these videos up on YouTube in the next few days. So hopefully you get a chance to um, to watch them. And so the, what we're trying to do here at the uh, Camp Constitution is we're trying to raise the funds, and we're about 25% of the way there. We're looking for for annual or monthly commitments. You know, people that would pledge uh, X amount of dollars every month or every year. And, you know, some we get a few people making you know, somewhat sizable contributions. But we're really relying on a lot of smaller donations. You know, if we get 1,000 people to do 5 bucks a month or 100 people to do 25 or combinations of all these, you can go to our camp website and just the PayPal button, and you can make a monthly you can make a contribution, and it'll be a little place there to make it monthly. Now, what we're going to what are, what is the uh, what will be the return on this investment in freedom? To say, okay, why would I? But well, there's so many worthy causes out there, and I'll say, don't take your funds away from your church to give it to me, or the, the pantry to give it to the camp. We, those things those things are important, but we think um, people who should be learning about our constitution, this is important too. So these are the things we'll be working on. We'll be trying to, I shouldn't say try, we will in the next few years have create a few other camp programs. This could be a week-long camp. This could be a weekend camp. This could be a two- or three-day camp. Uh, it all depends on you know, the interest in the local communities where, where, where we'll be presenting these. Uh, so that's the plan to have expand the camp. The other plan is to be at a whole lot more a lot more homeschool shows with a presence. And at these homeschool shows, it's not just a place to find people to come to camp, but we're out there helping these homeschoolers, supplementing their programs. We're helping helping them to learn about the Constitution. Well, we we can do workshops at these uh, at these um, homeschool shows. So right now, we uh, we do two, three. I think we do three homeschool shows. On, a, on an annual basis, one in New Hampshire, one in Maine, uh, I'm sorry, one in Massachusetts, the Mass Hope, one in Maine, and uh, one in New Jersey. We'd like to expand that. We could probably do 10 to 12 homeschool shows, the homeschool, sort of the circuit. They start in the early spring and go until the early summer or late spring for the most part. That's when most homeschool shows uh, do their thing. And we'll be doing information tables at other fairs and flea markets, and we'll be we will be we have been invited to a lot of different other organizations, and that's going to ha continually happen. And we will be involved. We'll have a presence there as well. Um, I I got a chance to uh, well this event that happened in High Park, New York, uh, the week before that, I or I should say early in uh, mid September, I spoke at the New Hampshire National. Center for Constitutional Studies, and there'll be other opportunities to do these these sort of things. Um, we also are in the process of creating something called Constitution Clubs. This will be this this would be uh, gatherings in the local community. It could be at a local library, it could be at a person's home, and we'll have young people, middle-aged and old people. They will not only will they learn about the Constitution, but they will become activists. They'll be you know, we'll have some type of monthly agenda items. We're not just going to sit there and learn stuff, but go out there and spread the word. We may encourage the local uh, club to inform people about the dangers of an Article 5 convention, the danger of a common core, Agenda 21, and the uh, many other important issues. And this wouldn't be, um, we, would, we don't want to have a lot of bureaucracy, but 
this will be informal, and of course, this only happens when people help us financially. So, um, if you're a business, you can become a camp sponsor. We do plan to upgrade our website and have banner ads, but right now we have a lot of people who are in the business community that make donations. And if you do that, uh, you can actually look at it as an ad. You know, put in, put become a sponsor. It, it's a legitimate back, a tax write-off. Or just go to your go to the Camp Constitution website. You see the PayPal button, and make a pledge. Make a pledge for five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can do. Whatever, pray on it, and whatever you can do to help us. I let other people know about this too. Our uh, the money also goes to. We want to expand this radio show. We like to do this maybe once a day. Uh, or find other markets, other venues to have this show. We're going to be publishing more things. Well, we do have some items that we publish. We'd like to do more of that, uh, bring some things into print that have been out of print that are necessary. Um, uh, there's one thing I'd like to put back into print. It's called Colored Patriots of the Revolutionary War. It's public domain. There's also things that we need to publish, uh, uh, contemporary things dealing with issues. and. Um, we we have a lot of talented people in our ranks, and we we have people that are more than happy to let us publish these things. I spoke to a few people the last even the last few days about publishing books that they have and uh, articles and pamphlets, et cetera. So that only will happen if we get more people involved. And you know, it's interesting. We meet people all the time, and they lament that young people are not learning these things that they they were taught, and what's going to happen if we don't do this, et cetera. Well. We're making an impact. You know, we're just a small entity right now, but you know, from uh, little acorns, my uh, from yeah, from little acorns, money oak trees grow, and even the the small as small as we are, I like to think we've had a really good impact, a very positive impact, well beyond our our numbers. And so again, consider I just say consider, pray on it, and help Camp Constitution grow, help us create camps all over the country. Help us get not just hundreds, but hundreds of thousands of people more understanding of the Constitution. And the bottom line is, it doesn't matter who wins. It, it doesn't matter who wins this presidential election and the congressional elections. But we, if we had more constitutionalists at all levels of government, we wouldn't matter so much who becomes president. We wouldn't be sitting there worrying about, my goodness, they're going to. Hillary Clinton is going to nominate some bad Supreme Court justices. It's the end of the world if that happens because people wouldn't realize the proper role of government and they will not enforce bad decisions. Governors and state legislators will say no to this federal overreach. You know, congressmen will say no, okay, Obama uh, or Hillary or Mr. President Trump, we're not going to fund that. You just get an executive order, but guess what? You're not getting the money to implement it. So those are the things we need. Anyway, you've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. Uh, thank you for listening, and God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.